Howdy, and welcome to episode 22 of the FPL Jingle with me, Owen Kanhidi, and my co-host, Stephen Meiselbach. How are you, Steve? I'm not too bad, Owen. How are you? How was the trip? The trip was very good. I was skiing, as you mentioned on the show, um, but I did get COVID on my return, so you, you, might, you may notice I'm a little bit nasally at the moment, but uh, I'm recovering okay. Getting the excuses out of the way early on, I like to hear it. I do my best. Like I don't want people expecting world-class podcasting from me every week. I can't produce uh, it every su- week. Now you figure that out after the first episode. I'm not Callum hudson Adoy. Um, not that level of consistent. Uh, we we have a spicy episode today. It's already been spicy in, in, in the, the studio so far. Uh, we have a special guest. Um, Steve, you have a contentious relationship with him. Maybe I'll let you introduce our... Uh, no, I'd rather you do it. Yeah. Uh, we have none other than Paddy Brennan today. Paddy, how are you? Hello, Owen. Hello, Stephen. Uh, it's very nice to be here chatting with you. I'm doing very well. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, it's, I can see Stephen's very excited I'm here. <laughs> Stephen is... Uh, yeah, that we'll, we'll we'll get onto that. Uh, of course, a, a former jingle winner, Paddy. Uh, you've been in the league, I think, for four years. And how how have you got on in that time? Um, I mean, I'd like to say I've gone quite well on. Um, I I think I joined you guys on the second year, and I think I won that year immediately. So I think this is my fourth year. I think based on our Excel sheet, yourself and my cell phone, not you, Stephen are historically the two most successful <laughs> players. Uh, not doing as well as I'd like this year so far, but there's plenty of time left to climb those ranks. There's green shoots. Mm, indeed. There'll be no uh, green shoots. <laughs> there'll be no green shoots. Um, and, you, and you've been enjoying it, Paddy? I honestly... Um, uh, <laughs> this is genuine. I don't know what I would do with all my spare time if I wasn't a little bit obsessed with fantasy football it's honestly dangerous at this stage but uh but yeah i mean like gamble yeah <laughs> that's probably it to be fair it's just it's kind of it's i suppose it's satisfying that urge but um but yeah no i mean it, it obviously takes up a huge amount of time between all the different websites and the and the track and route Jimenez's wife when she was going to give birth like i mean the stuff is ridiculous so yeah i mean it's a very big part of my life probably a lot bigger than it should be on to be honest with you yeah, I suppose I, I record a podcast about it, and I've, I've started a league with 18 people, and I, I spend a considerable amount of time every day of my life thinking about it, so I can I can relate. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, it's become something crazy. Um, I yeah, think and then me- you realize that you needed someone that actually knew something about football on the podcast, and that's when you asked me to join. <laughs> I thought I need a negative Nancy to shoot me down every every now and again. Oh, the gun's uh, loaded on, ready to go. Yeah. Owen just needed Steve a... Steve Lyons just wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Owen, you just needed a foil to your unbridled optimism, so you got uh, Stephen, as you said, your negative Nancy on the side to help you. Yeah, and, and it's gone. we've gone from strength to strength. I mean... I already don't like this alliance that's forming against me in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, 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 you're like a, a lone island there, Steve. Um, I'll fight my corner. I think the best introduction to Paddy for the listeners would be a rundown of some of the more controversial moves that he's made. Uh, Maybe, Steve, if you were to describe Paddy's play tactics before we jump into it, uh, how how would you say Paddy plays the game? 
If I had to sum it up in one word, <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, you're, 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 you can use that, as many words as you like. Uh, just, I, I like to try and sum things up in one word when I can, just to try and keep it char- short. Da- I like to say as little. I like to say as little as possible. Dastardly. Yeah, well, I, yeah, because well, we'll get into it why, and also because I realized that if we're going to start talking about this subject, we might not get to talking about anything else in the podcast. But yeah, <laughs> dastardly is the word I would go for. I can work with that. I, that makes I like it sound. That. That makes it sound harmless. Good fun. Yeah. No, it shouldn't be. That's not was it, what the word was intended. The way the word <laughs> well, that was, was your one word. Put across. You were offered more words and you took the one and that's it. Who's who's the villain in uh, Catch the Pigeon? The guy with the moustache. What's his name? That's exactly who came to my head as well. The guy with the big red hat. Yeah, is it? yeah. yeah. <laughs> are, you, his name? are you not thinking of the dog from Wacky Races, no? Dastardly. No, I, I never. Oh, I, that is who I'm thinking of. You're right, but uh, but for some reason, when you use the word dastardly, that the villain from Catch the Pigeon came to mind. And no, that's his similar name. to Paddy in a lot of ways. <laughs> his name is Dick Dastardly. I've just looked him up. He's oh, a fictional character, and he's a is Scottish he? man. Yeah. I think he's you. I, I only you only you would uh, only you would look at a picture of that man and say, yeah, he looks stylish. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's got anyway, a lot of blue going on. The first. The first incident that we'll talk about is uh, on the final day of the season. We're not in court. <laughs> we, might as, we might as well be because, Jesus Christ, this man should be in jail. Um, it was on the final day of the season, my first season in the league, uh, both Paddy and John were in the playoffs uh, and in different tiers. Yeah, so John John was trying to get into the the top league for the following season, and Paddy was trying to win. Paddy was trying to get uh, a win over Porik Sheen. No, John John was in the final of his playoff, but he was way behind, and he needed like and the player he was playing against had pretty much the same players as him. This is so yeah, Paddy it then. was it was a playoff, but but John was trying to get into the Jingle League, and at the time we were thinking about having a tiered system the following year, but I changed that. Mm. Uh, so John was hoping to get into the top six, and then there'd be well, a bottom. Well, six. anyway, Paddy Paddy pulled off a trade with John on the final day of the season, so that he could try and win the league, and um, nobody noticed until it had already happened. And then he just still didn't win. Thank fuck! Because if he <laughs> won, there would have been outrage. Mm. Yeah, uh, there would have been for some reason. Yeah, sorry, Paddy. I let you say no. your piece. <laughs> I mean, like I obviously. I knew I was going to be ambushed by Stephen here today, on so I, I, I look back over my correspondence with uh, John, who, of course, Oh, yes. Yeah. So, also, so the listeners know, I didn't know that this topic was going to happen <laughs> until five minutes before it did, and Toppy, t- Paddy has prepared a full copybook of, no- of notes and evidence to use <laughs> against me, so I'm, I'm fucking winging this shit. Listen, it's, it's, it's all trick. I looked at myself and John's correspondence, and obviously it would be entirely improper and unfair to suggest that John would be anything but honest. I think he's known as Honest John in his locality. Um, and myself and John were discussing it. John was 40 points behind don't, in his league. Don't do this lawyer shit where you try and make John sound like he's a, like he's a lovable character. Who does, honest John. Like he's some sort of fictional American folklore tale. <laughs> Oh, John is an God. honest man. He just wants to. He wants to live his life in peace, and he just wanted. He wanted a chance. He wanted a chance, Stephen, to win his league, and he was ambitious. He took chances, and oh, isn't that why what are we, you making me do this? Isn't that what we want to encourage in society? But in any case, John was forty points behind, and as Owen already pointed to, his team was very similar to his rivals' team. 
I looked up what the trade was exactly, and it included John sending me uh, Mr. De Bruyne, uh, Son, and Aubameyang, and I sent him going the other way. Uh, a, a trade that, I mean, wouldn't have been in question if it was someone else, I would say. Uh, I sent him Mo Salah, who was playing Newcastle. Uh, John, again, remembered the trade there is essentially Kevin De Bruyne, who uh, John's rival had, I believe. So I sent him Sada, Calvert-Lewin, Doherty, and Traore. And that's when Doherty was playing for Wolves and actually was decent. So, I mean, it was a relatively fair trade. I do think it was more advantageous on, on my side, but only slightly. So if you're starving and, enough, it's okay to steal food, is that it? <laughs> John, see, if John... I'll, I always made this point. If John had been out of the league, then that was a questionable trade. It would have been a case that he had little to play for and, you know, was giving there me a favour. There were no trades allowed at that point. There were no, no there trades were, allowed, supposed There were no trades for in, inactive teams allowed. Whereas, if you'd still sort of play for, you were cool. And Aww. John, honest, honest John, sort of play for, so he was very much up for it. I mean, both teams did very well. Neither of us succeeded There's in the end. There's a reason that nobody knew about this trade until after it had happened, and then well, subsequently I, I, were annoyed. I, I knew about it. What was that on? I, I, I knew about the trade. Because, well, that doesn't uh, surprise me. You've allowed all of this shit to happen. I think. I think. Uh, yeah. So, um, so in my eyes, P- Petty contacted John and asked him about a trade. John said yes, uh, and John couldn't get to his phone because he was fishing. Uh, he was. Yeah. So the trade actually didn't happen on the app. However, they both agreed that they wanted to swap those players. Um, the t- quality of the players makes no difference at all. If if I decide right now to give uh, my top, if I you know if I because I'm shit at fantasy football, give away my best player, that's my fault. It's not for up to the commissioner of the league to stop me from doing that. Oh well, I'm glad you've uh, brought this up on. Interesting. Segues us nicely into our second uh, incident of the Ashley v Harvey debate. <laughs> Um, so Paddy uh, pulling off a trade against newcomer to the league Gary Fowley who didn't know how fantasy football worked uh, thought he was in a trade that he was getting Harvey Barnes only to realise that he was getting Ashley Barnes uh, who don't even play in the same positions Harvey Barnes was a midfielder and Ashley Barnes is a forward in the app so yeah like that that just kind of what you just said Owen like what you just said is basically what's happened here. Uh, so, yeah, th- this was a trade between Paddy and Gary. Gary had been a- inactive up until this week. And, and uh, I did block the initial trade because I said, and I asked Gary, are you going to play the game? And he said, yes. And I said, well, I'm not going to stop you doing that. Uh, so then they did proceed to make the trade. Um, so after blocking the trade, they then were allowed to do the trade anyway. Yeah, we ratified uh, yeah. it. Um, ratified um, it. Go away, Jesus! We did ratify like, it. I haven't yet, and I'm not sure I ever will stop anyone from playing fantasy football, or you, you know, like just say you can't do that. Um, but I did think this one of all that appears here, this one was outside of what would be decent. Uh, <laughs> I, I had. I had, on more than one occasion, refused to trade. Gary had asked me, did I want any of his players? And I said, no. <laughs> uh, so, that's, that's oh, look, number I, two. I knew as soon as this topic was going to be introduced that I was fighting a losing battle because Paddy was just <clears> going to be backed up by Owen no matter what I said because Owen's the commissioner of the league. But fucking, I'll go down swinging. This should not have been allowed to happen. 
I mean, Stephen, if I if I may uh, count a few of those mm. points, and, and I would like to say that I think this no, is... No, you're a, not allowed. I think this is a classic case of revisionism. I think there's some things been changed here. Obviously, you know, uh, it's been a long time. I appreciate your memory might be a bit foggy, but I actually had to look back at the messages uh, in our chat from this today. It was uh, 18th of February 2021, and I had a quick look. And the first uh, proposition... Now, not the first proposition altogether, because I will admit I was spamming a lot of people with trades at this time, to the point that, at that day, actually, Colin Connie made a very valid point at 4 o'clock in the evening after this all happened. And he said, lads, I think it's only fair that <laughs> there's so many trades flying around, which is a very thinly veiled uh, dig at me. There's so many tra- trades flying around. If someone clicks on one by mistake, we should be able to revert it if it happens quickly. But, anyway... Uh, the first trade, or the first suggestion in this case, and this is why I think this is dangerous revisionism of history, is Gary came to me and said, Barnes and Grealish for Vardy and Bergman. So, and you knew this, the players that he was talking about. He knew he was, he knew who he was talking about because no, Barnes you and did, Grealish... Because you, knew, you knew the players he was asking for was not, was not Ashley Barnes. No, but the thing, sorry, the thing was he got Ashley Barnes and he didn't get Grealish and he got Zaha. But he said Barnes and Grealish for Vardy and Bergwijn. So a forward and a midfielder for a forward and a midfielder. Saying afterwards that he was looking for the different Barnes was only as a result of, I looked in the chat immediately, Colin was like, Vardy for Barnes! Exclamation mark. And so Gary was unfortunately, uh, because of a rabid mob I would call the people who were so, you know, annoyed at the situation, he, uh, he had to go back and say that he actually wanted Nobody was annoyed at Gary. Nobody was annoyed at Gary in this scenario. It was just you. So, after that, uh, we mean Gary did a bit of, you know, so we had some fruitful negotiations. That's what they were. And oh my Gary god, said, why do you use just this wording? I'll probably accept it. That was his, his phrase at 12.25. I then, thank no, god... For I was all. talking to Gary afterwards, and after all that happened, and he just felt, honestly, so... He just felt so... Like, and I suppose embarrassed isn't the right word, but like he was just so done with the whole situation that he just wanted to give Exhausted. you the players that he wanted, just so you, just so you'd leave him alone. <laughs> so I, we made a trade at twelve. You just wore him down. You didn't do any <laughs> any clever negotiations or nothing smart, Paddy. You just wore a man down to the point of breaking point, and then got the players you wanted anyway. So that is, I, that, I, I genuinely don't see how you can. Ugh. So that's how I actually. Okay, of I'm gonna, we have we have three more, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move let, on let to the Three gate. more, <laughs> probably <laughs> probably the spiciest of them all was Lone Gate, which uh, occurred last season. Uh, this involved myself and Paddy Brennan to start does with. Any, for then, the listeners, does anyone see a trend developing here? <laughs> Other people do controversial things too. Um, yeah, I was talking about you and Owen, not just you. <laughs> so this this idea was born uh i think eight weeks before the playoff period or was it four um, um it was the 8th of april anyway where myself and paddy had found a trade that favored me um but to make it work we i uh, i think yeah both of us maybe around the same time proposed that a loan of one player from me to paddy before the playoffs, would make the trade happen. Uh, neither of us had locked in our playoff positions yet, so we both had something to lose. And the trade like was fair. Uh, 
yeah. before the playoff period. Now, yeah, two of the players involved in this, Madison and Grealish, both got injured in the meantime anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that, that did... That doesn't change uh, anything. That did bring cause a lot of controversy in the group chat. Yeah, look, I'm not going to try and defend this one too much because... Oh, I uh, bet you're not. No, of course I'm not, because once I saw what was going on and having seen the other two incidents that have happened beforehand in the league, I just said, fuck it, like... So I went Uh, on Dylan and I said, do you want to give me a couple of your players and I'll give you a couple of my players as a loan? And he was like, yeah, sure. And then we did that the same way that you and Owen did, even though it should never have been allowed in the first place. So with the recruiter differences here, because I had a good look at Aaron, uh, Owen and myself were, for a couple of days, I think two days of extended negotiations, were trying to get stuff over the line. And Owen was saying Son and Bamford... Get two days of which, negotiations to get stuff over the line. This isn't transfer deadline day. What are you talking yeah, about? Me and Owen had two days of messaging each other back and forth with different permutations. But uh, but yeah, I mean, Stephen, I suppose if you take fantasy football seriously, you know what it's like. Um, but Owen was looking for Son and Bamford off me and offering Manning a DCL, which wasn't a great good enough trade for me. I said, look, I'm on the border of that, but if you if we did, you know, you give me Madison, I'll give you Grealish, that would get it over the line for me. And that was kind I of... I get the Cliff Notes version. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version, don't worry. And so what we basically said was, it, Son of Bamford for Manning and DCL, very slightly favoured uh, own, and that the only way to make it even would be the Madison for Grealish uh, loan. And the way we phrased it, we even said... Madison for Grealish reverting week 35, but if Owen is mathematically in danger of falling out of playoffs, reverting in week 34. We even did up a little uh, conditions uh, subsequent for it. So Owen's message at the time, which I thought was very funny earlier on, I read it was, fair, yes, others can do it, but it could cause mayhem, so I'm not sure. So a few days later, Stephen, you did something which was twice as sneaky because our trade was a proper full-on like swap trade. And then it was a little sweetener of a loan. So, like, I was gaining in the short term but losing in the long term. Whereas your one was just complete and unadulterated sneakiness, Stephen. And to be honest, I expected better from you. And, and you essentially honest, just I'll got stop players off own for nothing. For nothing. Just strengthened your team to hurt those around you. Like, honest, honest like, John. Like you. Like you. <laughs> no, no. And I just thought that like was a uh, question. Yes, no, yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't have done it if it wasn't to try and strengthen your own team and hurt other people around you. It was exactly what you did. But I will say, Stephen Lyons' quote from the time was fabulous. And I think he borrowed it from Seven Days in Hell. Because I, I did message Stephen and said, What do you think of this? Is this uh, acceptable? And he said, Honestly, I can't help but think of the quote from Seven Days in Hell. There's nothing in the real book about it. So what could we do but watch? <laughs> Which, to be honest with you, is it's one of my mo- one of my dastardly mottos, Stephen. Um, but that that was that was lone this, this this displeases me. That was spicy. <laughs> that was the end mm. of last season. Um, uh, I think had Paddy you not made that trade, you would have made the playoffs and you would have won the league. Uh, would so I have? Christ. I yeah, I think so. Um, because that's rough to hear. You went on then to have a stinker for like two, three weeks in a row and, and fell out completely out of, out of contention. Mm, I didn't um, Connell did very well towards the end too, I believe. Yeah, and, um, and yeah you did have a very good end of the season. But then the fourth <laughs> spicy issue of five <laughs> uh, was... Okay, yeah, this, this was a very brief but uh, contentious matter. Uh, <laughs> you had a placeholder for Lukaku in a Norwich forward uh, by the name of... I'm just going to get it here. It is... Uh, Hugo. Jordan Hugel. Where is he from? 
Why does Actually, that matter? I don't know, to be honest. He sounds, sounds Scandinavian. I know, he's probably English just because he's got the first name Jordan. And he's from Norwich. He, he like, is, how many he foreign players in Norwich have? That's fair point. But uh, ra- rather than leave this placeholder in your team, you decided that uh, you would take in... You, you would remove your placeholder <laughs> and put a player in, like a, a normal playing player, uh, mm-hmm. but also still have uh, Lukaku on hold, uh, which um, we weren't having. <laughs> I, was, I was in Amsterdam with my sister and her boyfriend and my girlfriend at the time, and I was, and I was like, no, nah, not a chance. You can't have a playing player in for a placeholder because that's just like... Booking something at no cost. So uh, and after we, the we fourth did, attempt, Owen said, "Nay." We didn't have that one. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, I, that's I, am, an, I am a horse. That's an interesting point because uh, you I just said that you should have been forced to give up Lukaku. Uh, no, that would be un- completely ridiculous. I mean, Owen's no, because an interesting... you you, jo- you wavered in Jordan Hughill, who you then dropped for Mason Greenwood. Jordan Hughill was Romelu <laughs> Lukaku, so dropping him was effectively dropping Lukaku. Lukaku should have I mean, been a free agent on waivers. I appreciate, Stephen, it's, it's a matter of interpretation and it's quite complex. No, but, it's uh, not a matter of interpretation, Paddy. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so, uh, like, all that making the point there a moment ago, he said it's the, I suppose, the equivalent of booking something at no cost, which I wouldn't agree with. I would say it's the equivalent of booking something at the cost of your third pick. Uh, Kawhi picked as the placeholder was Greenwood. Yeah, uh, and, then you lo- and then you dropped your third pick. And so what happened was I for my third pick. So so no no uh, no no. So so you drafted on. Jordan Hugh Hill in third place in your third round and mm-hmm. then you dropped him, yes or no? That that's correct so far, yes. Yeah. So you dropped him, so you therefore should have not got him back, as in you should so have not you, got Lukaku you, back you and he should have been a free and, agent. And you see my my argument would be that uh I did not take Lukaku at all. For my third pick I took no one. And for my third pick, I took the, you know, but you did. the option but you to did pick take up Lukaku with whenever I pick. wanted to. And that was no, my, that was my inter- no, interpretation of it. That's never worked that way, and you know it. That's never worked that way in the league. Don't <laughs> you mean, try like, and twist. Um, don't you try and twist shit now. If I had picked my placeholder, right? Sit as, down. Sit, sit down. <laughs> if I picked my placeholder as Mason Greenwood in the first instance, right? And a lot of players didn't play, and Greenwood ended up in the starting eleven, even though Greenwood is meant to be Lukaku in a few weeks' time. Would those points count for me? I would have thought that they would have, but according to you guys, by Steve's interpretation, they wouldn't. Do you get me? We we said so, before the the draft that that if you're going to take a placeholder, pick a player who won't play. That's what we said. Interesting. What if someone played who you didn't expect to play? Samakas for Samakas for uh, Liverpool. Everyone knew he was going to play because Robertson had an injury that at the start. I, of the I, season. I drafted Samakas absolutely intentionally. Anyways, to summarise, that, that that attempt was blocked. Paddy didn't get to play Greenwood, although I think I think Greenwood was in your team for that week, but uh, the points didn't He was. His, his assist beat didn't count. John, beat John? I did, because I checked um, I checked the chat, and I, um, in a very informative manner, just informed you guys that I didn't even need Greenwood, and that everything was okay. Uh, now, some people took it that I was rubbing their nose in it, but that was not my intention at all. I just meant yeah, to be... Absolutely, was the intention. I'm meant to be informative as I sure. always like to be. Gonna, uh, 
Uh-huh, sure. I'm going to move us on to number five, if this feels like the debate. On, I don't usually watch oh, the and debate. we're nearly half an hour in, and we like haven't that. even got onto the main topics yet. <laughs> These were the main <laughs> topics, um, although Petty's, Petty's draft will be coming up. Mm. Uh, number five is one that others have also done, but, but when Petty did it, 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 it got a lot of attention. Uh, it's called the Fantrax loophole with waivers. Um, this occurs when, because because the the waiver processing time constantly needs to be reset and doesn't actually do what you would fully expect it to do, it's possible to waiver players when you shouldn't. Um, it's, it's possible to pick up free agents when they shouldn't be free agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Paddy did this twice this week. I'm not going to give away what he did, although you may guess based off the do it anyway. emails you'd be able to see anyway. Do it anyway. Um, any uh, any thoughts on this? Do it anyway. <laughs> give him away yeah. Paddy's moves. <laughs> I mean, I, I would just like it's to Small say. repercussions for everything that we've just discussed for the last huh? half an hour. Listen, I mean, Stephen, I appreciate that it's, it's very frustrating when you know, you're trying no, your you best, don't but you don't succeed. It. Uh huh. Right. Nice <laughs> play lyric. Not like on your bingo card for coming onto the episode that you had to get one in. Like. But uh, we well, should use that as uh, the the interlude between segments. Mm. You get hemorrhoided by Chris Martin. Um, but mm. but no, listen, Stephen. I, I appreciate you. Quite frustrated. These things do happen. But I mean, in no occasion no, have I ever. They don't have ever gone out. They only them. happen to you. I've never gone out with malicious intent. Uh, I've yes, you have. St- I've made mistakes like everyone, you know? But No, you've made way more mistakes than everyone. Like, I'm one just, guy getting I, arrested once isn't the same as another guy <laughs> getting arrested 50 times. I just think I'm, I'm a very active player in the league. I'm very interested. I'm very, you We're know, all involved. Active. We're all interested. We don't break the rules. As a consequence of me, you know, maybe testing the outer limits... These things can happen sometimes, but uh, no. But, I mean, it's always a mistake. It's always you've been... overstepped the line multiple times, and you know it. You're just not willing to admit it on camera. But I will say that the Fantrax loophole, uh, as Owen does call it, is entirely unintentional. And any time that I've, uh, uh, I was going to say taken advantage of, but I actually haven't taken advantage of it because I've got no benefit from it mm. yet. No um, surprise any... here that Owen's coming to your to your aid. Any any time that it's happened as a mistake and to be honest Stephen, I've been a victim of my own organisation I've been trying to organise uh, your own you know, organisation trades and what waivers what are you talking about I'm just I'm so, ahead of, so ahead of time that I'm trying to organise trades and waivers and scouting people out and that kind of thing that uh, as a consequence of uh, not Owen's management because Owen is an excellent uh, what you call it IT manager but as a result of the Fantrack system sometimes these things just mm-hmm. kind of slip through the cracks and uh, it's never you know, intentional there was a guy that there was a guy that used to be my manager in work, right? And I, and I tell you, he he was brilliant at this. There'd be an issue that we knew was our fault, and then we'd go into a meeting with everyone, ready to go at us and give us a give us a fucking tongue lashing. And then this lad would just make up the most waffle you've ever heard in your life. He'd say words that weren't even in the English dictionary, and then by the end, and then by the end of it, everyone would go. Oh jeez, yeah, that's actually all right. You know, like that's not too bad. And then other people would be like, "What the fuck is this lad talking about?" But we, <laughs> but he'd get away with it. He'd get away with it every time because he just because guy. he just went in because he just went in with enough bravado that everyone fucking took his word for it, even though he's talking complete horseshit. And that's exactly what you've done now for the last half an hour. 
I mean, he'd wear them down. We 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 could have prefixed this uh, this segment with uh, the fact that Paddy is now a qualified solicitor, and uh, he's really pushing the boundaries, as he would say himself. Uh, I'd love to stay stuck into this uh, these these issues for the rest of the podcast, but we probably have another twenty minutes, half an hour to actually look at Paddy's team. Um, this this was meant to serve as an introduction to Paddy, but like it's just turned into a half we hour show. We knew it was going to, <laughs> which I've turned, which I've turned. You knew this was going to happen. Um, Owns like a very laid back <laughs> moderator in the debate at the moment. I I'm, I'm like uh, just sitting in the stands with popcorn. No, you're uh, sitting in the stand waving Paddy flags. <laughs> Sure. Ro- Let's move on to Paddy's draft. So we're all friends again here on the FPL Jingle, and we're we're, we're going to give maybe we'll give Paddy the Tig treatment. I'm, I'm not sure that we'll absolutely steamroll him like we did when Tig featured on the podcast as like our first guest. I know Steve was uh, the first. Uh, do you know guest. something? Owen? I I genuinely at the time didn't think it was that bad. Uh, list, tied, listen back. Er, ever, <laughs> it's it feels like every time we've talked about it since it's just gotten worse and worse. He, he, he Cla- classic revisionism again. Scraped <laughs> off the floor. Uh, it, it, that's that must be a big word in the in the the, the law world. Um, it's genuinely not. It's just it's anything that Stephen does. Typically, he tries to change facts in a. In a post-hoc manner. It's, uh, it's the word of order. The, it was the word of or, the day order. in the office. <laughs> um, we, the, person who, the person who used it the most didn't have to buy drinks. <laughs> we did. We will have a look at Paddy's draft. Uh, <laughs> Paddy, you drafted in a league with Gary, Carl, Mitch, John and Owen Dillon. Mm-hmm. Uh, After complaining for multiple times about how the original setup <laughs> for the drafts was unfair to Paddy... Had he got himself into a very much a much more handy draft than the rest of us? I mean, again, questionable uh, kind of logic there, Stephen. I mean, what I wanted to do no. was create an environment that was as fair as possible for everyone, and as a result of that, uh, no, you wanted to create an environment that was best for yourself. I will that will carry I, on anyway. I, the debate, the debate is over, Paddy. The debate's over. We'll just go through the draft, okay? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, all right, as, uh, all right, Phil. yeah, yeah, Paddy, you 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 take us down to sorry. Yeah, I suppose. So uh, but the reason, as Steve was saying, the, the way the draft was changed at the end was because myself, Connell, and was it you all were the top three seeds based on overall points scored? So in the original seeding, we had myself and Connell together, which just wouldn't have been fair to anyone in that group because that would just be you know, a power duo. Um, so uh, I ended up uh, being sixth had, had, pick. Had Connell in... won a league, I might agree with you, but go on. Mm, he's never won a league. That's quite embarrassing, actually, think about it. But, um, but yeah, so right. what happened was... I ended up with sixth pick in my my league, and I was, as you said, with first pick was Gary, second pick Cahill, third pick was Mitch, fourth John, and fifth Owen. Uh, John, as we know from a previous podcast, was not actually present for the drafting, but I believe he had uh, most of his uh, kind of auto draft preferences sorted. He had set up some a, lo- a draft priority. He did, yeah, because he's on to me trying to figure out uh, how to do it. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie, I did consider sending him some incorrect instructions, but I didn't do that, because I wouldn't do it to Honest I John. I just about to say, of all the people he could have asked <laughs> to help and sort of his draft priority went to you. Mm, you see, Stephen, he just he knows that, not even that deep down, I'm an honest and healthy person. But um, in any case, my first pick, I was, of course, uh, absolutely... Uh, my main pick who I really wanted, knew I'd never get, was Salah, and I was shocked he lasted so long as the fourth round in our league. 
I mean, I suppose there are certain things you can understand there. Bruno, De Bruyne, and Kane gone ahead of him, but I always would have thought that Salah would be first pick. But in any case, uh, I got uh, Son as my first pick. I suppose you can kind of say that the first two picks are back-to-back picks. So my first two picks together were Son and Vardy. Um, I suppose, yeah, uh, Son was a good decision. Vardy was a good decision for a time, but uh, hasn't been working out as much recently. I suppose his uh, blue wicket and age is catching up with him. What do you think of those two? Uh, I had a fifth and seventh pick in my draft, and I went for Son Mane. I was lucky enough that mm-hmm. Mane stayed. When, when, when did... When did oh yeah, Manny went, Manny went, Manny went fifth, to the fifth yeah, this one. So that, that line that tracks. Yeah. Uh, I I I didn't think um, Son. I didn't think Spurs would do that well because um, Nuno was going in there, having been like the seventh choice manager. <laughs> so I just and then 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 there was the issue with Kane wanting to leave during the summer. So I knew that things weren't boding well at Spurs. So I knew to kind of stay away from Son, even though he like. I, even though I love Son, and I think he's a great player, but I knew to stay away from him. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I Vardy do. in the second, Vardy with the, Vardy in the second round makes sense. He's a proven goal scorer, even despite his age. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I agree at that point. I do. It's obviously even a few niggly injuries during the year, but he was for a period of about seven weeks. He scored about five goals, and that was very nice. That little proper patch. Uh, with regards to Son, I mean, there was no one really. There was no other forwards who I fancied other than him who were available after that round, except for. Well, we got my third pick in the moment. My third pick was uh, Mr. Uh, Romelu Lukaku, who luckily did not go before that round. Um, I mean, why he didn't go, I don't know. I suppose the lads either forgot or weren't aware that uh, he was coming to the league, that he was pictured in the back of a car with a Chelsea jersey going to a photo shoot. Um, it might also be that someone got them chatting and distracted until the third round. But, uh, but I mean, who knows? Uh, but yeah, so Son was first picked, Vardy second pick, and then I finished off my what I thought was a very strong trio up front. Uh, I wasn't going to go for Lukaku yet. I was actually messaging Stephen Lyons at the time saying, I reckon I can push it another round and get away with it. But um, unfortunately, who I did want, Trent, was taken just before uh, just before that. He was the fourth pick of the third round, which was unlucky. So I took uh, Mr. Jordan Hugel, and that was obviously Lukaku. Fourth pick was uh, it was getting to the point where I decided I needed a strong midfielder. Uh, Rafinha went, who was my first choice in that position. So my second position, sorry, Rafinha went. Madison was gone, who's my first pick. Really, Rafinha's my second pick, and my third Bruno, pick Bruno was Harry Kane, Burns. I suppose what would have also been in your head. No, Rafinha wasn't gone yet. He, Rafinha he, went two before Harry Burns. Oh wait, let me think one. But it's not. No, it's a snake. It's a snake. Ah, it's a snake indeed. Yeah, uh, strange because I could have sworn that Rafinha went before. But uh, but you're correct. It should be a snake. Obviously, I must have made a decision to go Barnes ahead of Rafinha, which I'm very surprised because I would have fancied Rafinha more. But uh, in any case, yeah, I guess it was a toss up between Barnes and Rafinha, and I went for Barnes. They were the two who were on my radar. Um, it's a sickener oh, to see the likes of a uh, Jota going afterwards when he's done so I'm well. Glad. I'm glad the Lukaku um, pick has backfired so much because <laughs> um, uh, he's been he was he, he did nothing really at the start of the season. Then he got injured. Then he had COVID. Then he did an interview with Chel- with uh, with Sky Italy where he told everyone that he wanted to leave Chelsea basically. Yeah. And then he was dropped for a bit, and now he's back, and he just looks like he can't score goals. It looks like looks like he's been training with Timo Werner for too long. <laughs> um, uh, Barnes is uh, in the fourth round was a solid pick. 
because like he he'd just been given a new contract at Leicester, he'd given the number seven jersey. He looked like he's going to be an important player. Mm-hmm. I think he got injured for a period there. Um, but like yeah, whenever he's whenever he's played, he's he's looked decent. Yeah. Um, but Leicester have just been a bit so a bit of hit and miss this season, especially with, especially at the back. But um, yeah, I can't really fault that one too much. Yeah, yeah no, I mean I he's been touching uh, goal. Uh, <coughs> couldn't fault, fault, sorry, couldn't fault the first four picks outside of uh, Barnes over Rafinha. Ooh, I, I, yeah, was a, um, I was never a Barnes fan, so that, that that probably would have been a bit more obvious to me. Um, fair, never, uh, never. Uh, had no, there was that goal he scored against Watford this season that was just unbelievable. I think he's class. I think he's really good. Uh, um, but let me see. Um, so after that, uh, when things start getting a little bit, you know, more sparse, I went for. So yes, it was a snake. So. Yeah, so Calvert-Lewin, who I had an eye on, but I already kind of filled in my forwards, went to Grand. And my next two picks were Ilkay Gundogan and Danny Ings. Gundogan, off the back what of a very you... good good end of the season, um, mm-hmm. kind of looked like it made sense at the time. Also, there was a distinct lack of midfielders. That probably looked like a very good pick at the time. It, it obviously hasn't that, panned out. That looked like a pick, good pick at yeah. the time because there was talk that Bilva was going to leave and if Bilva left and that meant Gundogan was nearly guaranteed yeah. a starting spot. Bilva was even linked yeah. to Arsenal, wouldn't he? Uh, uh, a few places, yeah. Spain too, I think wasn't it? He, I think if he, if, he were, if he were to leave, if he was to leave City, it would have been abroad. I don't think he would have gone to Arsenal or someone like that. You also got to bear in mind but, that um, Gundy was on penalties for a time as well. Uh, fair. Yeah, I, I think though they when they announced that VAR was going to be a little bit more lenient and a little bit less intrusive, I think that that I think I thought that automatically meant there wouldn't be as many penalties this season as there was last season, and that's kind of proved been proven to be the case so far. True, but for the majority of game weeks, I think. What I'll say about the Ings pick is I'm amazed at this stage that you hadn't taken um defender. You took your fourth forward defender, yeah, uh, in yeah, Danny Ings so. before picking up a defender. Which I think is an interesting. Yeah, it, it is something I do absolutely and utterly regret, and I think it's definitely cost me this year big time. I, for some reason, the whole fan tracks uh, system and the way things are done on it, I overemphasize the value of midfielders and forwards. I was actually doing a bit of reading online as well about the fact of how the reduction of bonus points because in our fan tracks league, uh, for the people who are listening who uh, play regular fantasy football, we don't actually apply bonus points. And um, I was thinking that they'd be more important, and because of the formate the formation as well, with I believe well because extra forwards we have isn't it, and the lack of and everyone it's, it's four forwards in our league as opposed to three. I think, yes, or, and we don't. It, yeah. There's not enough midfielders in the game, so I kind of overemphasized the value of forwards and midfielders, and really, really uh, knocked defenders down the pecking order. I also looked at it as Liverpool defenders were the only ones I cared about. Uh, Trent, Virgil and Robertson kind of all went outside of my grasp with the way things went. Um, sorry, Trent and Van Dijk are two I rate the highest, Robertson to a degree as well. And uh, I wasn't sure about the City backline for some reason or another. I just thought that it's... I don't know why. I should have gone for Can- I should have went for Cancelo. But, uh, but I mean, I, I kind of fixed it shortly afterwards, although I've, I've kind of messed up subsequently. But yeah, Ings ahead of any strong defenders was definitely a mistake that I would revise if I could again. Yeah, uh, and wh- who did you go for next, Petty? Well, would I be right in saying that the Cancelo was still available? He was. He was still available yep, when you had the chance was. when you took Danny Ings instead. Yeah, there's a there's a a, a problem straight away. I mean, I suppose again, did he? How many goals? He, he was a very active 
a sister and goal scorer and shot taker last year too. So there's no there's no question that wasn't. That was at Southampton where he was going to be the main. That was at Southampton where he's the main man when he was going. No, I I mean Cancelo. Cancelo, apologies. I mean Cancelo was dangerous last year too. So I I should have been looking at him. Sorry, it's not like this year is a complete outlier. He was pretty decent last year too. Small rotation risk would have been the reason he went you know like in, yeah, in perhaps, the seventh round like what was that seven times six or six six is 36 mm. he's the 37th player here to be picked or, or even later so um, yeah I, I think that would be consistent with most of the leagues i think he was um viewed as a rotation yeah, risk Sinchenko yeah. was 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 tipped to start left back at the time that, he was, that was my yeah. read on it Mm, and I actually I picked him up for a small time. I don't remember that at the time. Maybe that's me being out of touch, but I don't remember ever. <laughs> With the kids, maybe maybe if, maybe if you watched a game or two, Steve, you might be <laughs> aware of some of these going on. Jesus, way Jesus would you Christ. ever? Uh, the amount of times we have to do prep for the pod, and I say, "Oh, have you watched this game?" And he says, "No." Um, <laughs> it's nah, I thought was always gonna go on, sir. No, I was just going to say Cancelo. I thought was always going to start over Zinchenko. Zinchenko's only ever been a backup player for the for the for left back or kind of midfield or whenever yeah. they need someone to think Kevin De Bruyne is playing. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I do agree. I think Cancelo would have been a better pick, but uh, but Ings obviously wanted to fill out the forward line and Ings has done me favors before, so I obviously picked him up for that reason. Although again, I would uh, I would I definitely s- change that one. I see that you've. Uh, I see the Mark Gary uh, partially influenced uh, one of your next two picks. Oh Jesus Christ! This has been the story of my season. Uh, my season. That's a, a Freudian slip there because Stephen Lyons has been given out to me all year for this. So the next two picks were one I'm very proud of for a seventh round pick uh, is Jared Bone, who has been absolutely Great class. Pick. He's a yep. top player and he's really really shown it this year. He's really come on just leaps and bounds. He was already good good to begin with. So I'm very happy with that one. Um, especially when I considered the likes of you know Fornals and other kind of players who were in the similar position, uh, Tielemans, that kind of stuff. I was glad I went for him in the end. Uh, subsequent to him, I went for uh, someone who I have a soft spot for, and perhaps it's because Mark Gary uh, gives me a call every night before bed and just talks about John Stones, but it is himself, Mr. John Stones, who I picked uh, last year. He also did me a huge favour and, um, and scored two goals in one game for me, so that was probably... Still etched in my mind, but uh, but yeah, Stones, I thought he had the position locked down this year. He was uh, starting last year frequently and playing well, and he was an attacking threat. Laporte had kind of lost a spot to Stones, although there was obviously that rotation risk. And I, um, yeah, I went all in on the Stones. I thought I had a lovely, uh, a lovely defensive pick from City in the eighth round. I thought that was great, sound. But uh, subsequently, he lost his position, and I actually, believe it or not, dropped him. For her, I was looking back at my history of my transactions earlier on. Uh, Stephen Lyons again will be going mad here. I did drop Stones for Walker, which was a good pickup, and I dropped Zinchenko, who I had picked up actually, for Laporte. So if I'd had a bit of cop, I would have kept Laporte and Walker as my duo. But at some point, when Laporte got, uh, I think it was dropped for two weeks and Stones played both weeks, I was like, oh yeah, he's back. John Stones is back. So I picked up stones and uh, have lived to regret it. To be honest with you. Yeah, that's just just a, a, a tale of disaster. But um, I think so. Like I was never going to draft stones. And my my memory of of that time is hazy. But I just remember him always being a bad pick, and then continue to be continuing to be a bad pick throughout the season. And you picking him up again is a bit shit petty. Mm. <laughs> I mean, in case you didn't. Yeah, know. obviously. 
Obviously, I do have a soft spot for stones. Hey, listen, my first couple of picks are impeccable, so you gotta slag one of them. Um, but I suppose uh, I have a soft spot for stones. Maybe it's because he's a former Everton player. I don't know. Um, I do rate him. I think he should be getting more game time. But, uh, but yeah, that was a mistake and an unfortunate one, to say the least. Or, I wouldn't say unfortunate, more so bad. <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> yeah, no, it was an, an, an error in judgment. An error in judgment. I'll, I'll own up to that one, no doubt. And and who who came in the ninth and tenth, Petty? The ninth and tenth. Uh, I mean, you're getting towards the question levels now. So ninth was uh, Soufal. Is it Soufal or Kufal? I'm not sure. It looks like it might be a soft C. Soufal for for West Ham. And after him, because obviously Cresswell was already gone, and Soufal had been very good attacking wing back the previous year. Was Aaron Wambasaka? Because I mean. United looked solid at the end of the previous year. Um, I climbed a good bit of my uh, regular fantasy football league as a consequence of having a lot of United players. I thought the position was his to lose. I thought United might solidify a good bit with Varane coming yeah, in. Yeah, they did. They got Varane. Yeah, exactly. Man, United looks and, like um, a really good team going into this season. I thought they would be competitive with Ronaldo. Well, they didn't have Ronaldo at the time. They had Varane. Yeah. They had Sancho. They had Shaw uh, just off the back of a really good season and Maguire off a really good um, Euros. Yeah. And the team, like on paper, looked unbelievable. I couldn't knock that one Bissaka pick. I also couldn't knock the Soufal pick because he had a great end of the season. He was in my team uh, when I won the league the year before. Uh, I think I took Cresswell around the same time mm. this year. Um, but yeah, Man United turned out to be shit and <sighs> West Ham don't, don't do clean sheets. Also, so far as well. uh, they no. don't as much anymore because they've had injuries at centre back. Yeah, they lost all the good centre backs. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the yeah, I made sense, I suppose. In week five, and looking here, I dropped them for uh, Matip, which was a good decision. Fantastic decision. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't believe Matip was available, uh, <laughs> considering everything like. Mm, well, I mean, like he'd well, like at the start of the season, you could have been forgiven because uh, Kanata had just been signed, and everyone was thinking, everyone was thinking he'd be the starting centre back along, alongside Van Dijk. But Matip was established early on as the starting centre back alongside Van Dijk. So the fact that he was still available at that stage in the league was very, very surprising. I'm just checking here on the regular side. Yeah, he played the first played the first uh, four weeks, and I had a full four weeks yeah. and three clean sheets to pick him up. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at um, that sense, we definitely. Might, we might kind of, um, just because I'm conscious of time and we also want to talk about your, your team as it is now, we might uh, kind of maybe blitz through the last... Wrap it up, Paddy. We're so. sick of yeah. your shit. Come on. <laughs> Whistle I, was sick of it. I was sick of it from the moment we started recording, but yeah, here we are. Whistle stop. Okay, so we had Ricardo Pereira, extremely attacking right, right back. Sorry, left back or right back? Right back. Uh, extremely attacking right, right back. back. Can never not be injured, and Leicester, I'm a big fan of. Unfortunately, I've done very poorly this year. I also had a real need to pick up defenders at this stage. Picked them up grand. James Rodriguez, and <laughs> listen, 12th round pick. If Rodriguez had been playing and if things had worked out, oh, a very different picture Everton was then, then, uh, then Rodriguez would have been a decent pick in the 12th round. 13th round, Kieran Tierney, very happy with that pick as a 13th round pick goes. Uh, Freudian slip, I actually think he's a nice guy. Um, as a 13 round pick say, goes don't you dare talk shit about Karen Tierney <laughs> or else there will be fights I, I'm actually a big fan of him and I dropped him when he was injured and I managed to pick him back up again because I picked him up a few weeks before he was back into fitness and was happy to sit in for a few weeks because I do quite highly rate him uh, then 14th pick was Ivan Tony, 
as a striker because I wasn't actually familiar with how fantasy football worked. Sorry, fan tracks worked. So I unfortunately actually picked up an extra forward in Ivan Tony, and oh, yeah. I then picked up Robert Robert Sanchez because I didn't realize fan tracks would I allow was, me to do illegal things. I was things. just about to say because because <laughs> I put the document together and I was like, yeah. he's only got one goalkeeper. How the fuck's mm-hmm. he done that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, was again. Listen, the, 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 there was no, there was no sneakiness. There was no malafides involved there. That was a, an honest mistake, and these things happen to everyone. And I, oh no, I'm happy forward. about it because it meant you lost out on good goalkeepers. Uh, no, all the good goalkeepers gone at that stage. But I dropped uh, Tony and then picked up, surprisingly enough, who was still available, David Gea, on the same day, at one fifty-seven in the morning. So I guess I was obsessing about fan tracks at one fifty-seven in the morning. But uh, I, I do wish I actually had head on to De Gea. I did not, unfortunately, but I've got good goalkeepers now. But yeah, that was the, the, the draft. I think I drafted relatively well. I've been a bit unlucky about how some have gone, particularly some being injured, Vardy being injured, uh, Gino Lukaku just being shite and getting space jammed. Other than that, yeah, I think it was a solid enough draft, but I, I probably slept on my waivers a bit at the start. It was a bit, uh, you know, I wasn't, wasn't uh, cold-blooded enough to drop people when I should have dropped them, I think. Yeah, Pereira kind of made sense at the time, given that Leicester were off the back of an FA Cup win, and he was kind of coming back to form a little mm. bit. They were kind of playing him at like right mid, as as opposed to like right back for a bit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he just ha- he hasn't really played any sort of consistent game time. Uh, no, Rodriguez, injuries. I'm surprised about because being an Everton fan yourself, like I would have thought you would have been a bit more finger on the pulse in terms of like him him wanting out of the club at that stage, or sorry, Benitez wanting him out of the club. Uh, Kieran Tierney can't really fault it too much I'm surprised that you did you just forget until like your 14th pick that you didn't have a goalkeeper or did you consciously avoid picking goalkeepers until the end I consciously avoided it because I saw very early on uh, your Edersons, your Allisons, your Mendys all went relatively early like around 6, 7, 8 that kind of area and at that point mm-hmm. it's like yeah I'm not picking Fabianski with my 10th pick I'm still picking players I need and I looked at it as in I'd try and pick someone up and I'll pivot week in, week out and target whoever's playing Norwich, that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, I kind of put that very, very, very low on my list of priorities. There's also a fairly uh, consistent trend in fantasy football that goalkeepers just don't really make much of a difference, believe it or not. Uh, top goalkeeper to like 10th goalkeeper is usually about 40 points at the end of the year, whereas top uh, defender to 10th defender is usually like 60 or 70, if you get me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, one or one or two clangers, Paddy, but a relatively decent draft. Um, it'll be interesting to see what you yeah. did with your team since. Uh, I yeah, I can't really. Yeah, the Hammers pick is is probably maybe the standout bad decision here, um, and maybe uh, like you, you've said yourself that your drafting strategy was uh, kind of didn't work in favor when 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 you ended up with poor defenders. But I'm going to move us along now, and we're going to take a look at what your team looks like now. So despite a few questionable decisions in the draft, you must have made a few moves, Paddy, because you are in fifth. You have 14 wins and 8 losses. Um, just lost last week, and it, but I think you had been on a decent run. Were you on a 4-5 win streak up, up until last week? Yeah, it's been it's been a tough two weeks to be honest with you. Um, so I obviously made a few changes, doing a bit of chopping, changing, and hit a good run of form. I, I had this this really good tactic. I, I like to play the lads who were scoring less points that week than usual. Interesting, uh, and that that was working quite well for me. Pardon? 
That's an interesting tactic. It works very well when they don't score as much as you. It's very beneficial for you. But um, but yeah, I uh, I was on a, a five game win streak, which was great. Uh, it brought me up from a must have been probably eight or nine position up to probably third or fourth. I think it was third actually for a time. I said it's fourth, just behind Mark Gary. Um, it was great. I mean, like I, I was moving up while Stephen was moving down after his kind of arrogant exaltations that he was doing so well. Uh, it was Not nice for to see because you lost this week, so I'm going to overtake you. It just depends. On <laughs> you are this. You are this week, yeah. So the last two weeks have been tough. Um, this week, honestly, on on paper, my team looking at it was it was grand. It was there were obviously those those injuries that I was dealing with. I have Son on the bench. I had Vardy on the bench. And that was fine. I was willing to sit on them. Yeah. So maybe but, before you talk yeah, about so, uh, this week uh, in general, Paddy, may, maybe on. maybe just bring us down through what your team is now and maybe. You know, a few highlights of the changes that you've made, maybe a few good pickups, and then we'll look at exactly how this week yeah. is going. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. So, um, at the end of the moment, it's probably quite. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not that diverse in a lot of senses. There's a, there's a few Arsenal lads I have Ramsdale, who's proven really, really, really good. Uh, kind of picked him up before. Uh, before Arsenal came into form, when he was actually looking like he was doing the business himself and kind of more busy than he should be when the team wasn't playing that well around him. And then, of course, Picking Arsenal... Before had a bit they were cool. Thinking before they were cool, indeed. And uh, he's he's done very well for me. Um, I've been happy to, you know, rotate other goalkeepers in the bases that he'll be starting for me most weeks. Uh, Matip, as we discussed, I picked up and has been a great like, kind of segue into the Liverpool back line. Uh, Walker, I picked up as well. It was a very good... Uh, choice i would have preferred to have kept laporte because it would have given me double city but what can you do but i have built a decent backline now with uh, double arsenal ramsdale and tierney tierney just i think he's a really class player one of the few things i won't disagree with you on there Stephen. i think tierney's excellent um and i also did a trade what i believe was owned dylan for marcus alonso for harry Maguire, which does leave me in a kind of an, an unenviable position in the fact that Chelsea do have those few games off in I think it's next week or the week after so I'll be missing Alonso and uh, Luke Hacker for those weeks in midfield I still have Bone. I still have Bernardo Silva who I picked up very early and has been doing very well all season uh, Martin Odegaard was a great pickup a few weeks ago I thank Cahill Connolly for that one because he picked up Martinelli and I think he had some other a fairly stacked midfield Cahill, I must say, has built a silly team, and I, I, I definitely allowed allowed that more than I should have. But uh, I picked up Odegaard, who Cahill dropped uh, immediately, and I intend to keep him because I think he's an absolute baller. Bowen has been there since day one. He's playing great. I picked up Lucas Moura uh, for a Tottenham, I think it was double Stink. game week, or Tottenham easy fixtures. He's shy. Yeah, yeah. He like The view was that now Son was out. Son, who's obviously on my bench, I wouldn't dare drop him. That uh, with him out, Lucas Moura will be playing up front, uh, which he is. But unfortunately, he's getting about as much uh, goals up front as I would do for Spurs because he's, he's not very good at putting the ball in the net, which is unfortunate. Uh, and then my uh, my final players are Lukaku, who, as I said, has gotten space jammed. Jamie Vardy, who is finally showing the benefits of a diet of blue wicket and uh, probably. Actually, no, as far as I'm aware, Jamie Vardy is big about his diet, but not so much about other things. He's uh, apparently apparently he's a vegan, and he's big about uh, meditating and looking after himself, so he's kind of uh, 
coming a bit better in the last couple of years. But yeah, Bluebeak is probably and his Red Bulls aren't doing him any uh, justice at this stage, so he's cropped at the moment. Uh, and then on the bench, I have Richardison and Aaron Cresswell, who are both recent pickups. Recent pickups that I'm very happy with, to be honest, because I'm a big fan of Cresswell, and I think he's a big upgrade from Sufala at the start of the year. And if West Ham start keeping clean sheets, which, I mean, David Moyes typically does keep clean sheets, then Cresswell will be an excellent pickup. He'll be getting assists as well. And if Richardson can kick on under Frank Lampard, do you know, I'm not, I'm not too upset with that team. I think it's a good team. I have a few moves I'm going to make this week. But I am happy enough with where we are at the moment. I think it should be doing better than it's done the last two weeks, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, 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 you took the strategy of not picking up keepers. And you've ended up with Ramsdale and then a rotation spot, which is fine, I think. Um, Arsenal have, luckily enough, come good. Alonso should be fine for, uh, you mentioned, the bad few, few weeks now with Chelsea playing in the Club World Cup. But uh, I think a Chelsea fullback is is good most years. Uh, yeah, lucky to pick up Matip and Walker. Um, dropping Laporte was silly. I picked up Bilva as well. He's he's a fantastic asset to have. Very very consistent. Bowen's been a great pick all year. Yeah. Even though I didn't like the look of him up until I I, I had no stage that I liked the look of him, but now I just can't deny how good he is. Uh, Why? Why were you anti Bowen? Uh, it it. it He's not a web, he's not big into West Ham. I, like I, I told him that like I told him that Fornells would be a good idea to pick up. Like uh, I think not this week, not this game week, the last one. And, I, and then he went and scored. And I, was I like, had Fornells on my, pick on him my up bench. And he's for like, that. No. Um, I uh, yeah, but well, I didn't okay, think well, him up. You I didn't think him. Bowen was as good as Felipe Anderson was for his decent season at West Ham. Felipe Anderson wasn't that he good did. at his best for West Ham. Oh, he had very, he had one, he had yeah, but the one streets don't forget. very good season. No way. Was, yeah. uh, oh, nah. five years ago. Um, but then he turned to shit. He was, <laughs> he was very bad after that. Um, no, there's no way Felipe Anderson, that was five years ago. He only moved to Lazio, like, in the summer. Uh, it it was a very long. It was, I think it was like the first season we were playing this. It was the first season we were playing this. It was the year Stephen Lines won, uh, which is five years ago. Uh, he's only, he's only twenty. He's only twenty eight, which I'm surprised by. Twenty eight. Yeah, I thought he'd be older. But I'm looking here at his stats: Philip Anderson, West Ham, sixty three games, twenty eighteen, twenty twenty one. Ten goals. So yeah, in, in my mind, on I I thought he's better than he was too. But yeah, just to get back to your team, I suppose a bit like I I picked up Richarlison as well, so I'm hoping that Lampard will do something there. Uh, Son, obviously, if he comes back from injury, should be decent player for Conte, especially the way they like to play it with that kind of little and large combination like they had an Inter with Lukaku and Martinez. Um, mm-hmm. I think Lucas Moura is not. I think if you have Son, I don't know why Moura is there. Like I think you have to. I don't like apart from Kane and Son, I don't think there's any good Spurs assets. Now, Moore is o- only there because Son is injured. Yeah, I just don't think I just don't rate Lucas Moura or Stefan Bergwijn. <laughs> Fair. Uh, K- 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 coming in now, and I, I'd say he's an upgrade on on both of those players. Uh, Odegaard, yeah. I can understand having him in because he had an unreal like kind of December where he had like two assists and like three goals and like just was unreal. Um, but yeah. I think that's definitely kind of that form's definitely cooled off now. He's kind of the player that. Uh, makes the pass for the assist like he doesn't use he doesn't, yeah he he kind of plays you. in yeah he kind of plays in the ball in behind the defense and that that sets up the goal usually 
Uh, Bowen I have as well, brilliant player. Bernardo Silva, good pickup. Vardy, supposedly out till March. So it depends if you can hold on to him for that long. You, I, yeah, maybe do that. But even before he got injured, he wasn't really playing much. Like around Christmas time, they were starting Iheanacho and Daka, and then they announced the Vardy injury like a couple of weeks later. So even before the injury, it looked like he kind of fallen out a little bit of favor. But we'll see how Leicester are when when it, when he's back fit. If they're going well, they might not play him. But if they're struggling, they'll definitely throw him back in. Yeah, I mean, it's he's, he's a hard player to drop. Uh, there's always a possibility of, of course, signings coming in who might uh, catch my eye. But, but yeah, I mean, again, being out of the March is a long time. And it's a long time to sit in them when I have Lukaku going to that competition with Chelsea. What is it, the World Club Cup or something? Yeah. It'd be interesting, especially because by March, like, how many game weeks are left before the playoffs? Like, is it exactly yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a long time to wait and I do know Leicester have good fixtures when he comes back supposedly but you raise a very valid point does he even come back and as I said if I have Son injured who there's a lot of conflicting uh, information in relation to uh, whether he's coming back very soon or if his injury extends going to be longer um, and I have him on the bench at the moment uh, Lukaku and Alonso going to uh, that competition that's immediately my three bench spots are taken up so I can't really afford to be carrying the likes of Vardy, who's injured and might not come back at all. Especially when I'm holding people like Kyle Walker, who's been injury-prone this year. Bernardo Silva, who can be rotated by Pep at the moment's notice, even if he is very important. And then, yeah, you know, they are considerations I have to bear in mind, you know. Yeah, so um, maybe to sum it up, Paddy, I think um, some good moves, um, but I, I, maybe not the same clinicalness that that I'm used to seeing from you in in the fantasy football. Generally, you, you've you've managed to hold on to the guys who were going well. Uh, not your best season. No, not at all. I've been a bit, bit of a bit of a hot mess in my kind of decisions and who I've been picking up and dropping and. I've been a bit of a, a Mark Gary in my wheeling and dealing. Looking at my transaction history earlier on, I thought I wasn't uh, shockingly active, but uh, but Jesus, no, I was picking up and dropping left, right and centre. As, as, as you saw earlier on with Stones, I was picking lads up, dropping them, picking them up again, dropping them once more, and then picking them up for good measure. So I mean, like most lads on my team at the moment have been in the team two or three times at this stage. So yeah, it's definitely been a less, uh, I think, clinical is the correct term for season as opposed to previous years. Yeah. I have I have a few co- closing questions for the next segment, but Steve, an, any last words on Petty's team before we move on? Uh, <laughs> I, I think we've kind of I think we've talked about it enough. Um, <clears throat> like he was mentioning with the whole Vardy situation, like you have I don't know who you have coming up for the next few weeks, but you have Mark Clossy next week, who's maybe a little bit of a handier matchup than some of the other players you could face. So you, you know you you probably have a little bit of time to think about what you want to do with Vardy because. I know that he, like, it's FA Cup this weekend, and so the Premier League isn't back till the following weekend, so there's still time to, to think about what you want to do there. All right, let's move along. Thanks, Petty, for showing us your team there. It can be difficult to be vulnerable in, in front of the two hosts like that and to have your have your bits poked at on show like that. So <laughs> I hope you're okay after that bit of a that bit of a steamrolling. But uh, I just have a few few closing questions for you. Um, I feel like I'm in court again. Uh, what's your aim for the end of the season? Where, where I mean, you, you're surely aiming to win, I, I presume. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as the as the uh, most successful player historically, on I suppose I've I've no choice but to try and do that. Um, I did enjoy sending you guys pictures of me with the Jingle Jester Trophy uh, every weekend when I come back to my when I was in my first uh, seat in my traineeship. I'd come back every Sunday on the train. And I would send all of you a picture of me either kissing the trophy, looking at the trophy longingly, or just uh, just just a picture of the trophy generally. I would like to be able to do that again. That was a, a very nice thing to be able to do. So so yeah, the intention is absolutely to win it. Um, I don't see any reason it's not a possibility. I mean, there's a lot of talent in the top five at the moment. Uh, seven through ten is also quite talented. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely my, my aim to win it if I can, if possible. Yeah. You left out number six for the the not, not keen eared listener Steve Meiselbach at six. It'll be it it it'll be spicy. <laughs> between sorry, the two I didn't realise. It'll be spicy between. I'm the on two Reddit right for, now. I'm not paying for, attention, uh, so I don't. Play opposition. <laughs> um, yeah, down first to six. Uh, there's there's going to be two people disappointed not to get playoffs. Uh, it'll be very fucking interesting. Um, you have. I've just noticed you have a very a relatively low score. You've only scored eight hundred and eighty points so far. Uh, in comparison, Connell has yeah. one thousand and twenty-one. Um, yep. And you have, although yeah, Steve Lyons has the lowest. Up. Right, so Owen, I have Connell has a thousand and twenty-one points scored. I'm the second highest on nine hundred ninety-four. And then if you look at points against. Um, Owen Dillon is the highest on 998 and I think I'm the fourth highest on 907 so yeah like that's over that's nearly 100 votes on both compared to Paddy well, it's over 100 on points four and it's just under 100 on points against ah, no, it's, it's 69 on points against ah well <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah no you've been lucky Paddy you've been, you're, you've been lucky to get into this position um, I mean, Owen, that's that's one interpretation of it. But my view is, I tend to, I, I chop and change my team no, week in week that's out. The, that that is what it is. And I, if if I was playing someone who I thought had a very good team, I might make him some more wholesale changes. But if look, if I'm against someone who's useless, like you know, maybe Stephen Weisselback or 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 or, or mm, let me think it was Ray cool. Ray Foley, Andy. I, I'd be taking I'd be taking it easy. I'd be sitting on my injuries in that case. You know, I play eight players against those those people. But that's that's the reason I think that my points scored points against are uh, slightly lower and slightly more perhaps beneficial on a very you know one dimensional viewpoint. It's because I am um, I, I play what's in front of me, you know. I'm sure. Long may the gradual decline continue, and hopefully Paddy finishes around ninth or tenth. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, have you your eyes on a long term tactic, Paddy, for the end of the season, or is it too early? Um. I think I'm probably going to try and do more trades with people who aren't paying enough attention to the game. That's always worked out very well for me before. I think that's a, a tactic I can go back to. It's been a while since I've done that. Hey, hey on, at least he's given you a heads up this time so you can get your excuses ready now. Uh, no, no. In this case, um, I, I appreciate that uh, that Stephen thinks that I'm a bit you know, sneaky and scurrilous in my, my methods. Uh, it, it's not ta- just me. I feel like I'm representing the majority of the chat <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. When, I'm, when I'm on this podcast. <laughs> so I I have to... It's like when I get when I get all uppity about it, it's not it's not just for my sake, it's for everyone's sake. It feels like a class action and Stephen's like the lead representative. But <laughs> a scapegoat. Um, so Stephen is Aaron Brockovich. But um, but but no, um, I probably am in all seriousness going to be very active on the waiver wire. 
Uh, there are obviously there are players who on a sticking team. Jared Bone could break his leg. Maybe staying in my team has been playing so well. Um, but but yes, yeah, some of them are going to be fairly cutthroat with, and they're going to be chopped and changed because I do think it probably has so, wholesale changes mm-hmm. coming to to Team Tony Hibbert four twenty this coming week. <laughs> would I be right? Would, would I be yeah. right in saying that? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, per- perhaps next couple of weeks could see a lot of changes depending on uh, you know your double gaming, your blank gaming, that kind of stuff. I know Stephen's very on top of those things with his his Excel sheets and that kind of stuff, but I'll be trying to keep up with him at the moment with my double gaming and whatnot. Okay, um, thanks, Perry, for your your look at your team and giving away your tactics for the end of the season. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to wrap it up. I, I think I think we, we we have a slightly longer pod this time, but it was a juicy one. We had a few things to trash out. Uh, thanks for coming on, Patty. Uh, did you, did you enjoy your time? No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. This time spent with you and your and you and all and Stephen is time very well spent. That's all I can say. And I know Stephen feels the same way. Any comments, Steve? That's a grunt approval. We all know it. Uh, uh, yeah, it is indeed. Um, no, thanks, thanks very much, Paddy, for coming on. Uh, you've, you've been uh, a, a no, no, thank, thanks uh, indeed, Paddy, for coming on. <clears throat> I suppose it's it's kind of like I don't know if you've seen the video. It's like those two dogs that are barking at each other through the grate, through the door, and then as soon as they open the door, they both stop barking and just kind of pretend that they weren't just. Barking <laughs> yeah. at each other. It's kind of a bit like it's a bit like that, but uh, no, I certainly never say these things in person. <laughs> yeah, I know it's great. It's great cracking. It's uh, it's great finally get on the podcast. I was wondering when I get my invitation, but I appreciate it. it's probably lost in the post to change house so many times. I could, but eventually Owen just wore me down. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. It's actually my my tactic for trades. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> As we've seen. All right, folks. I, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can do so on Discord. That's linked in the podcast description. You can also get an update on when the episodes come out. If you follow us on Twitter, you can do that at at the FPL Jingle on Twitter. Thanks, Steve, for setting that up. And if you want to see the league itself, there's a link to the league. You can see the scores and the standings and the teams um, in the podcast description. Also, any last word from the two boys, starting with Patrick. Uh, no, I mean, all I can just say is that it's been great chatting to you guys, and I wish everyone well in the forthcoming season, or the rest of the season, except for Stephen. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I mean, once I do win the trophy again, I will be, of course, making sure to send you plentiful pictures and uh, bring on tour me on holidays if I can. You're very good. Steve? <laughs> Uh, when this is over, Owen, and Paddy sends you the, the Apple voice recording, it gives away his address. Will you just send that on to me? I'll be in Dublin for the weekend. I just just might stop by for, for a friendly uh, hello and a Scottish kiss. A birthday stab <laughs> or that kind of thing. Um, all right. Thanks for the, to the listeners. And bye now. <laughs>